bag with the remix. These boys are my sons like Phoenix. My city and state never ever seen this. Jimmy Neutron, I'm a young boy genius. On a full time, I'ma give it that pit. When it's done, I'ma fill up arenas. Ooh, like Gilbert Arenas. Shoot my shot, I'm still with the demons. Ooh, I keep it thorough. I got five chicks in New York, that means one in each borough. I'm What's up, guys? Welcome back to Vibe Check. I know it's been a second, more like a hot minute, but we're back. Season two, we're excited. Um, you know, school started and it's time for some new episodes. How are you doing, Neil? Doing pretty good. Definitely really busy, but um, aside from that, I can't really complain. Yeah, they're not playing with this online school stuff. It's been crazy, but you know, that's beside the point. We're here to have fun today. So today we have some special guests with us. We have um, Nate Walton and TJ Cosby. They're the co-owners of Soul Division, which is a sneaker company. So without further ado, how about you guys uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so uh, I'm Nate. Uh, basically started and joined up with TJ uh, to run Soul Division. Uh, we're pretty much like a resell uh, platform where you can buy like brand new or used shoes, clothes, and also we do a lot of consignment. Um, and the whole idea behind it was just to provide like a local platform for uh, people our age and in like college in the Blacksburg area to like have access to something that's not like StockX or GOAT where they take a bunch of fees. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, man, and I guess I could just introduce myself. My name's TJ. Um, I'm also at Virginia Tech, but I'm a senior, um, Nate kind of, cover for the most part about what our business does. So for, I guess I can just wait for the questions and things, how the conversation goes, man. Yeah, sounds good. So, you know, before we jump into the uh, the shoe world, how was your summer? I know COVID really changed everyone's summer, but what'd y'all get into this summer? For me, man, I, um, I actually had an internship this summer that turned out to become virtual. So a lot of my summer, I was just in the house, you know, spending time with family and as far as the business, me and Nate, we actually connected a couple of times. We um, got a pair. We got some sneakers. We know we wanted to keep the business going. So we decided to take some time to think about some things that we could do to develop our business and still be prop, not profitable, but like still efficient during these like uncertain times, you know, because a lot of the things that we relied on with our business were like trying to make connections with people in person. So for us, we had to really be like innovative and had to really think about how we can still make this business be afloat throughout these uncertain times. So a lot of the time, my summer was just really working on my internship and also trying to just develop new ideas to help this business stay a business, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I feel that. And um, with all the quarantine stuff, I'm sure it must have like impacted like your life in general and also the business. How did that kind of, how did that kind of affect everything? Nate, you want to take that one or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, when, before like the whole uh, quarantine hit and the shutdowns like back in february and january we had done like a couple of pop-up sales mm -hmm. uh here in person and uh like our main platform is instagram so online i mean that's mostly how we operate so things didn't change too much in that regard but in terms of like meeting people here and connecting with like the local population and like local sneakerheads and stuff uh it's been a little bit more difficult so we've definitely had to like uh turn to the internet a lot more and develop yeah. those skills and we also um to second what nate said we also like i kind of mentioned how we had to like innovate and come up with a new plan we sort of had to figure out ways to be more creative to have our our um customers and clients and people that follow us engaged with us so that way that we don't just kind of like fall off the map so it was a lot of 
I guess, brainstorming and like thinking outside of the box because our initial plan was a lot different than because we started in December and our initial plan at that point is a lot different than kind of how we're operating now. But honestly, I would say with this COVID um, impact in our business is for me, I can think of it in a positive light because I feel like it's it's made us think differently and be more creative with our business strategy. And with doing that, I feel like we've started to see a lot more growth in our business. So it's been, it definitely took a hit on our business, but it's, it's, it's been for the better, I believe. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Quarantine's definitely tested people's creativity and like, thank God for the internet. You right, know, right. Who knows what people would do right. in like 2000, like, oh God, that'd be really bad. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> it's good to see, you know, staying afloat during tough times. That means it'll be even better when we're back to normal. Right, right. And, you know quarantine i guess it's still going but you know school's been starting so how's your transition to school been so far i mean just like it kind of was last semester just <laughs> yeah the online yeah. trying to handle the zoom and all it's, of that. it's been it's, it's been different though man i i'm personally like the type of guy that likes to be in the library and doing my work and like dealing with my professors and like going to office hours and make sure i'm like understanding and stuff but been kind of different having to do everything at home but i, I, mean, I guess we have to change yeah. to an adapting world because i guess this is kind of transition to the world that we're going to see soon so i mean yeah yeah that's that's big facts and uh i guess on the note of zoom are you guys more screen on during the zoom lecture or screen off my, prof- the, uh, <laughs> zoom? my, prof- my professors make me turn mine away oh god <laughs> my, mine are off because uh one of the classes i think when people had them on like it crashed the zoom meeting oh. so oh, wow. yeah crazy. yeah i like to keep mine off because like when i have it on i realize my face is all up in the screen and everything <laughs> yeah like, no no it's quite the angle <laughs> yeah it's exposing me out here yeah it's, crazy. it's a crazy time right now honestly um when do you guys think we'll be back to normal i don't i don't think there'll ever be i think this is the new normal Oh man, I don't, I don't know what normal means. <laughs> yeah, <Jeez. laughs> I think this is the new norm. We're not too optimistic here, are we? <laughs> I mean, I'm just, just thinking, like you know, like say that tomorrow we get a vaccine for COVID. I'm yeah. thinking, like you know, after this, people are still going to be on edge with their like interactions with people. You know, going to yeah. big, big place like play, like think about Virginia Tech football games. I think back now, and I'm looking at them like, man, we used to be around like. Like, so many people are not thinking twice about it. Even mm-hmm. after this vaccine comes out, I'm thinking that we're going to go to these games and stuff, but people are still going to be wearing masks, still, like, being cognizant of how close they are to people and, uh, like, their interactions and things. I just think that the world is actually about to make a transition, and this might be the new normal just because of how, like, I guess it's making people more aware of, like, I guess they're, like, being, like, not germ- like germaphobic, but, like, worrying about being, like, safe and clean and things like that. I just think that's kind of yeah. be how the world would be now. Yeah, yeah I feel that, just, too. Yeah, it's so crazy because, I mean, I know y'all probably saw today. They canceled the UVA game and pushed it back to, like, yeah, December. Yeah, bro, that's, they're wild, bro. <laughs> they're wild. You know, that's, that's depressing. And, like, I just want to see a football game and stuff like that. And, right. I mean, I think eventually this COVID stuff will turn into the flu, but who knows when that'll be. Right. But, like, it's it's getting annoying at this point now. And the thing is, like, if a vaccine came out tomorrow, I don't know about you guys, but I wouldn't take it. I'm not getting in line to take that vaccine when it first comes out. Yeah, no, they got to figure yeah. that out first. <laughs> I gotta... might, yeah, <laughs> I might wait and see how uh, how things go before rushing yeah. into a new vaccine. No rush. Not That's an crazy. anti-vaxxer, though. 
I do. Oh yeah, I yeah. Think it would be good to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's oh well. So you know, let's focus on what y'all are you know known for Soul Division. Mm-hmm. I guess the first important question is, how did y'all get into sneakers? Like, when was your first like interaction where you're like, I love shoes? TJ, you want to go first? Yeah, yeah. So um, honestly, for me, growing up. I've always really been in like fashion and also like art and sports. So if you kind of put those together for me, I'm really, really a big sports guy. So I don't know if you guys have been kind of noticing like the transition in sports. Like a lot of people are paying a lot of attention to their pregame outfits and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But for me, like I grew up like watching sports and like seeing people's outfits and just like, I just was into that stuff. So I've always had like sneakers for me. I always bought my own sneakers, even as a little kid. Like every time I would get money, I would always save it up to go buy a new pair of sneakers. So like growing up, I've always just kind of been interested in staying up to date with shoes. I had a real close friend of mine who was actually still a close friend of mine who was also really into shoes. We were around the same age. So we always just made sure that we always had nice kicks on our feet. And I kind of got here and me and Nate met and we collabed and just went from there. But I've always been in the shoes. It wasn't really like a new thing for me. I've got like a mm-hmm. big collection now, but I just it's just been something that I've always been interested in. Yeah. I uh I guess for me, like I got into it just in high school I would always like, you know, window shop online. I was always like mm-hmm. following it. I definitely didn't have like, you know, a huge shoe collection or anything like that. But I would always have like one or two pairs of like air maxes that I would keep throughout the year. And I'd always like really try and keep them clean. And that's when I started to get more into it. When I saw like, Oh, there's people that are even more obsessed with shoes than me. And this is like, yeah, cool thing. Yeah. I remember, I even remember being like a little kid back, not not a little kid, but like back in, I'll say middle school and high school. So like, Back when the school I went to, like, people used to trade shoes and, like, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, they would, like, hey, like, they would say, like, I got these shoes. For instance, like, I have the Graphite 14s, which are a pair of Jordans, and I'll have, let's say, gold medal pack KD4s or something crazy like that. That's not a fair trade at all. But, you know, just, <laughs> just using that for one example. For me, like, back when I was a kid, I used to – I wear, like, I used to wear a certain size in a middle school, we'll say, like, a size 7. I used to trade mm-hmm. shoes, like, I used to wear a size 7 for, like, a size nine and a half, ten, and I would triple, double soles and everything just to make sure I could fit them, you know. I was really, <laughs> I used to do some crazy things, man. I love sneakers coming up, man. <laughs> That's real cool. That's yeah. real cool. And I guess before you all got to Tech, were you, did you guys know each other, or did this collaboration start once you got to Tech? Nah, I met here at Tech. He actually lives, like, right below me, and that's how we met. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. That's real cool. And then, I guess, I was doing a little research looking at your guys' website, Mm -hmm. and I guess, like you said, y'all started this past December, um, and then you wanted a competition at the uh, Apex Center, right? Oh, yeah. Can we Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that and how that went? No, you can talk about that if you want. Yeah. So, uh, basically, the Apex, like, Center for Entrepreneurship does, like, a, uh, I guess, kickstart competition where you can give a live pitch for your idea project business um and then win up to like a thousand dollars so tj and i saw it and we applied and we had to do like the first round is like you send in a video basically pitching what your idea is and stuff like that and then we made it through that round and went to like a live pitch where we spoke Mm -hmm. in front of like people from the apex center um and a live audience and then at the end, we got uh, some funding money. And, uh, yeah. 
That's big time. That's really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Dope. That's appreciate, cool, man. Appreciate it. Took that. a lot of planning for the presentation and stuff. It was. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it was late nights. <laughs> yeah, late yeah, nights. Late nights. It's like Shark Tank uh, almost. Yeah, that's, yeah that's it, exactly it is basically yeah. Shark Tank. It's VT Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was, was kind of sad though because I'll <laughs> say two things went kind of left when we did this. First yeah. off, when I initially presented this, I actually we were trying to sign up for the entrepreneurship challenge which essentially is just like a bigger scope of the kickstart it's like you can get more mm-hmm. funding and you know we went through that and they they were like yeah um because our business model is essentially to sell like sell high demand sneakers uh lower than market value so mm-hmm. people as y'all know resellers you know the shoe will come out at it's twelve twelve right now a shoe will come out at twelve fifteen, and by twelve twenty, the shoe is worth three hundred dollars more so for us, we, yeah. we like to keep it like below that. Like we don't want to be the guy that's like ripping your like your pockets apart just to get your shoe. So when we first pitched that to the um Apex Center for Entrepreneurship, they were like, How do you guys even make money? This business model makes no <laughs> sense. And we're like, All right, all right, let's take a step back. We had to explain the re- we had yeah. to actually do it twice. We had to explain the yeah. resale market to them, tell them what it means, and then explain our business model. And then they kind of understood and then they thought our business model made a lot more sense. So it was kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, they yeah that's crazy. So I guess do you want to like explain for the person that's not as like a shoe person or a reseller, just explain the reseller market for the for the novice out there. Yeah. So uh, basically, like a shoe will retail, let's say like Nike or Jordan, um, you know, a brand new pair of like Jordan ones retails for a hundred something dollars, but it sells out real quick. Hard to get. Most people will take the L on the sneakers app. Uh, so then you have to turn to kind of the resellers who uh, just basically post their shoes on StockX and GOAT for like insane prices sometimes, depending mm-hmm. on like how much uh, stock of the shoe is like available. And then when you like want to go and buy the shoe, you have to go to this like resell market stock, like, things like StockX, GOAT, or like Instagram resellers. Um, okay. And so that can be like really pricey, really tedious um, and like uncertain at times. And you've got to deal with like these big companies, like you're not going to get any help if you have an issue with an order type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do is we get the shoes and the clothes and we like spend a lot of time researching and searching and like finding people wanting to do consignment. Uh, and we are able to offer like prices below that. So all of our prices that we offer are like under what you would pay on StockX or Goat or on most right. like other resale platforms. Nice. Can't beat that. Yeah, Can't beat yeah. that. So um, me personally, I know close to nothing about shoes. As long as it covers my feet, that's pretty much all I need. <laughs> so um, what to you guys as like pretty much shoe professionals makes like a shoe like special to you guys? Oh, that's a good question, man. <laughs> <laughs> for me I, I so i'll give my personal opinion on this as far as what makes shoes special to me is i'm really into jordans and i'm in the jordans so i'm not in the jordans because it's like a, a hype thing right now i personally like like i said i've been collecting for a while but like the quality of the shoe it, like the quality of the shoe is like great for me like it's very comfortable like every pair of jordans i have are like extremely comfortable and then the style like the different colorway i, I like how jordans like 
always having these different colorways. So for me, it's just intriguing to see like a different style of a shoe come out in a different colorway every single time. And also, you know, the shoe is going to be extremely comfortable and they're also durable. They're, they're expected to last a long time. Like I still have shoes back from middle school and high school that I still kept, you know, like it's just the durability, the shoe, the fashion, how it looks. There's a lot of things that encompass what a shoe is good. But you also have to think about like, when it comes to these shoes that people are looking at, you have to think about like the market too. So I'm sure that you guys know, like there's like a big Travis Scott hype right now. Yeah. Like everybody, <laughs> everybody loves Travis Scott. Did y'all get the burger? Yeah. Did y'all get I, I, the, I, I haven't gotten the burger. No. I, I haven't gotten I've seen a lot of videos of people are just going there and looking crazy. Like the McDonald's workers are like, what? Like, but aside, <laughs> aside from that, like shoes like that for me, like, those shoes, what you may think are like, oh, these are the best shoes. But a lot of those, like, because of the hype beast, you know, a lot of people are really, oh, Travis Scott, oh, Supreme, oh, Off-White. Mm-hmm. Let me get them. I don't really know anything about them, but let me get them just because of the name. I don't really mm-hmm. look for that in the shoe. That's just my personal preference. I don't know about Nate. Nate might be different, but yeah. I personally am not really into the what you see everybody else wear. I personally like to be kind of unique. Like, look at the yeah. style, look at the colorway, see if it's a Jordan, see what kind of shoe it is, and then kind of rock it off from there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, what I would say makes a good shoe for me is, like, it's got to be comfortable. I've got to like the colorway and, like, the materials on it. And I really like the shoes that kind of, like, have a story behind them. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, either how I got them or, like, the design behind it, who, like, who came sure. up with it, the patterns. Um, so yeah. that's what interests me. But I also – sometimes I like to play into the hype stuff, you know, every <laughs> once in a while. There are some real hype shoes and items that mm-hmm. I find appealing. Um, but for the most part, I'm just not going to go out of my way to pay a couple thousand dollars. For yeah, I was just about Jordans to say those when shoes. When I can just get a nice pair of, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, yeah. some, like, really cheap $40 Nikes that have yeah. a nice color blocking to them. So I I feel that. I feel that. And I guess, you know, talking about hype beasts and stuff, you know, we always see people waiting in these, like, really long lines for shoes or, like, logging onto a web- website, like, three hours before the event starts what's like the longest you guys have waited in line or like done for a shoe what's the longest you waited for a shoe i personally i've camped out for a shoe before so for pe- <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna lie for people that don't know what that is that may be listening to this camping out is essentially i think it was a lot more popular back like like maybe probably around like 2015 2014 time back that's back when like people used to get your lawn chair and you sit in front of the mall or the store all night until the store, the mall opens in the morning or store. And then when it opens, then you go in there and you stand in line for another like two hours and then you get your shoe and it's still not guaranteed. You can do all that and not get the shoe. But for me back when I, I want to say I'm, I'm mad that it's slipping my mind, but it was back. It was back a couple years back. I camped out for what are they called? The Raptor sevens. And those are just, yeah. those are Air Jordans and they're um, retro sevens. And I camped out. I went. I want to say I went out to probably like eight p.m. one night, and I had to wait till like twelve or like eleven or nine, nine, nine between nine and eleven a.m. to actually get the shoe the next morning. So that was the longest I ever camped out. It was a very interesting experience, but I got the shoe, and I was actually first in line. So pretty nice. Yeah, nice. that's so cool. Nice. Yeah, it's good you got yeah, it. I don't know if I have that that fortitude to you know wait out <laughs> yeah. a long line for some shoes. I don't think Especially, I, I like, think I'd do that dedication. Because <laughs> I know sometimes too, people will like wait to just get a ticket to buy the shoe. Yep. And they get burned. It's like a whole like four hours of your life gone. It's so much uncertainty. You can definitely go wait that. Like you said, you can have that whole four hours or ten, twelve, and you can still not get the shoe. And that's the that's the bad part about it. And that's what makes 
this market so lucrative and what makes mm-hmm. it so tough because like you know you got people out here really trying to like wait for shoes people that don't know about shoes people that do or really try- <laughs> everybody's trying to get get these shoes and they just will go and they don't make many pairs of them and they just go like that and then that's why you turn around the next day you got people that are like standing outside of a store overnight to get them that's why you wake up the next morning after they've been released and they're 300 400 more expensive than what they were when you when they sold initially so that kind of gives you like i kind of wrapped it around like kind of telling you how the resale market works in 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 a nutshell too so yeah yeah for sure nate have you camped out as well i've never camped out but i've spent like countless times just refreshing website pages i mean every like all the items that TJ and I like get that are hype. I mean, we spend yeah. a lot of time figuring out, okay, where we can try and source them from, like what time it's dropping. Yep. And like, so and yeah, in terms of like camping out, I've never done that. Um, <laughs> I but, probably won't do it again either, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially with this pandemic stuff, people aren't going to wait in lines anymore. It's, no, yeah, it'd be like virtual happen. or something. Yeah. It's yeah. not really that popular anymore. Yeah. Like yeah. the instant, like 2015, like you're saying, TJ, that time, like when Supreme was really starting to get like hype, the whole hype beast thing was building. Yep. Yep. Uh, they had like to shut down a lot of these releases where people were camped out. Mm-hmm. Um, the police would just come and have to like disperse everybody because they'd fill up the whole block. Yep. And like I know in Richmond, when Sean Witherspoon was uh, dropping his Air Maxes at uh, round two, they had to close that down, I think, in Carytown. Like yep. at five in the morning, everybody was out there on the block waiting yeah it, it, just to get the air around matches, that so. time it got crazy because i also remember um the concords that came out and people i mean people were dying over these shoes like so i remember the first release of the concords like somebody had got killed and like like we're me and nate are both from richmond like somebody had got killed in mm-hmm. richmond over them and i was just like wow man this is crazy so yeah that's not it yeah it gets crazy that's- it gets crazy bro that's- so um what do you guys nice. think would be like your favorite shoe out that's like right now oh right now Mm-hmm. Nate, you can go first, bro. I got it. Well, <laughs> I guess like if if you mean like in terms of uh, in recent releases or just yeah, out, like recent, like a recent release, hmm. like a recent release. Yeah, hmm. I gotta take a few seconds to. Uh, I would actually, <laughs> I would say the Zoom, uh, like Alpha Fly Next Percent, the Marathon shoe yeah uh, that nike has i like those it's a really unique design and i forget the runner's name but he ran the sub two hour marathon in this like mm-hmm. style so that's my nice. like favorite recent release and pickup and technology it, in it i'd say for me my favorite is i'm not sure if you guys are really in the joints but they're the retro threes and they're called they're called the unc three the unc threes mm-hmm. i okay i mean they're not like anything drastically different from any other three really but personally i just really like the baby blue like it's just really it's a real clean look i've been trying to get my hands on that shoe for a little bit now but they're up in like around the 400 it can be anywhere from like 300 to 500 range so mm-hmm. i you know i'm a, you know how it goes being a college student so I'm not, <laughs> yeah i ain't really yeah. trying to break 400 500 on that shoe right now but right now the unc threes are probably my favorite Nice. I, feel cool. you. I, look, I just looked them up. They look pretty crispy too. I don't know how many times yeah, you go wear those out. Those are yeah. <laughs> I, I know if I got them, I'm not wearing them out that often. <laughs> so I guess you know, talking about getting shoes and not wearing them. What do y'all feel about that? If you get a shoe, there's some shoes you'll never wear. Just to ha- you just want to have them. I have a few. Yeah. But same. I I like wearing, like, I don't know. Sometimes 
I, I have shoes that aren't in my size, so I'll probably never be able to wear them, but I want to keep them because I love that shoe and it's going to be real hard to get it. Um, like some of the dunks that I have that are like in a smaller size, but I, I typically like to wear a lot of my shoes and like, especially if I'm going to score something on like the sneakers app, let's say like I got the real hype, like dunks or Jordans that were coming out that were going to like go up $800 in value. I'd probably wear them if I really wanted them. and bought them you know and i personally for my personal collection right now i typically wear all of the shoes that i have but the ones that i think are like like at least the ones i've recently copped like a lot of my hype jordans that i have things like that i don't really wear them those are like the ones i kind of like leave them in the box only because Mm -hmm. like the value see also this is another thing that i've learned since i've been in the business like keeping the box, keeping them dead, yeah. keeping them in great condition. You know, like if you ever want to think around, like think back, you know, five years from now that you got the shoe to resell them, you could potentially come up a couple thousand depending on how yeah. well they appreciate it. So like a lot of the shoes that I have that I, I really don't wear a lot of my hype shoes, but that's kind of where I am in the process of my collection is that I'm trying to build my collection to the point where I can wear a nice, a really nice, good shoe every single day and not really have to worry about them getting like in bad condition and stuff like that because I can interchange them every day. But my shoe collection is not to that point where I can have one a great shoe every day. So I kind of like let them sit and stay kind of fresh for now. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So in terms of like your collection and everything, what would you say is your guys' favorite shoes of all time? Out of my personal collection? Um, Yeah, let's go personal collection. My favorite out of my personal collection are my Concords, my Concord 11s, because, like I said, people, like, died over them when they first released, and I got got my hands on them, and I've worn them, I think, once or twice since I've gotten them, and that was, like, two years ago, and also my, um, I would, I would say my KD, um, gold medal pack fours, you probably don't know what those are, but they're just some Kevin Durant's, and they're, um, his his fours and they're all gold, so I don't really wear those too often because they're all gold shoes. So I don't know, it's pretty tough. Nice, nice. Yeah. For, How about you, uh, Nate? For me, I'm I'm on the fence. I've got I've got two pairs of Dunks that are like my all time favorite. I guess my number one, I'd have to go with uh, the SB Dunk High Northern Lights. Um, that's oh, yeah. a really cool shoe. Just look that one up. If you know anything, like, you know the Nike Yeezys by any chance? Like the solar red Nike Yeezy, how it was like uh, the glow-in-the-dark outsole. It was like a black upper with a pink yeah. sock liner. I'm, That's the colorway mm-hmm. on this. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. These are these are crazy. These are, these are clean. Yeah, so. I like them. It's favorite, probably my favorite shoe that I have, uh, for sure. Yeah. That's nice. a big time. Cool, cool. That's nice. Okay, and so you know, you could say I guess people you know, know more know more about shoes right now because of basketball players. You know, mm-hmm. basketball players have made shoes a big thing. Mm-hmm. Which NBA player do you think has like the best shoe out there? The best shoe? Yeah, like which NBA player has the best shoe in your all's opinion? Like, current? Are we name? talking current? Or are we talking? Well, okay, I, I know TJ's a Jordan guy. Yeah. Let's say like current player. Yeah, I was gonna say I, right now. I'll, <laughs> I'll go. I'll go first. Um, it depends for me. If we're talking basketball shoes, my favorite basketball shoe that I would personally ball in is probably a pair of Kyrie's. I really like Kyrie's shoe. I don't know. They're just really tough. If we're talking basketball, as far as looks, I don't know if I really would wear any of the shoes right now that a lot of the like players are making simply because I feel like they're kind of more 
like basketball look type shoes opposed mm-hmm. to like for me like like you know i mentioned a lot that i like jordan but like i, I don't know if y'all know it's like for me they don't really look a lot like you know basketball shoes per se they look like they're meant for style and a lot of the basketball shoes i think now are kind of meant for like basketball so i would say if anything i had to choose i would say Kyrie. cool cool that's nice, nice. That's yeah cool. i'd i'd probably say Kyrie's as well i mean mm-hmm. i like the strap look on it and the eyeball yeah really cool look a lot of the other basketball shoes like i think a little bit i do love the pro pros they're nice oh i forgot kobe all the balls kobe shoes. yeah i got it, like yeah. a bunch of kobe's i love the kobe's yeah yeah those are the kyrie's if y'all have seen those um spongebob kyrie's those are kind of like one of oh my yeah those are like my favorite ones. <laughs> those are great yeah. that sound tough nice. yeah those are tough nice, nice, nice. <laughs> okay so you know we've talked about waiting in lines for shoes and ordering them and how you know, you all sell them for a lower price, mm-hmm. but what's the most you guys have ever paid for a shoe? Mm-hmm. Nate, you probably, you, I know you probably spent more than me before. Huh? <laughs> I let Nate cover this one uh, first. Well, let's see. I gotta think. Uh, yeah, so actually, there's this, uh, yeah, I got the Grateful Dead Dunks from somebody okay. who came to Soul Division and wanted to consign them. And uh, I paid, I think, nine hundred fifty for them. Woo! So yeah, that's the that's like one. This is one of the only shoes I've ever like. I think paid resale for. I don't think I've ever bought a shoe off of StockX. Yeah. Really, um, or Goat. Like I normally don't like paying the resale, but I kind of like Grateful that's Dead. That's crazy. And I was like, I'm a dunkhead, so. That was, yeah. Are, are they <laughs> your size? Can you at least wear they, them? Yes, they are my size. So I, they are my size, so I can wear them. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to wear them just quite yet because uh, that 950, I might just want to keep it on ice for now. Yeah, uh, that's, that's good lord. That's but, crazy. Yeah, but um, for me and my collection, I think I've been pretty fortunate enough to not having to play like pay a whole whole lot on my shoes. I think mm-hmm. I'm like, like I said, me and Nate do a lot of like research and finding shoes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I've been able to at least like find all of my shoes around retail, if not retail, a little bit over. So I think I bought a pair of shoes. They're called the top three um, retro fives. I bought those like not too long ago, maybe two weeks ago. And they're, um, I think I spent like two, 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 maybe 280 on them, something close to that. So that's probably oh no, they're around like two sixty actually. So yeah, that's probably the most I spend on shoes. I try not to spend too too much on shoes, being that I'm like in the game, I kinda build yeah. some connections. So I try to get them like around retail price. So sure. So yeah, we sure. source a lot of our stuff for like we're always trying to get the steals. Yeah. Like, under <laughs> retail, retail. See, and that's also the good thing about being in this business and like us being like sneaker market is that when we want a pair of shoes for ourselves. You know, sometimes we may not have to pay the four, the like four or five hundred dollar resale price on it. We might yeah. can get them for good, like retail. So yeah, it can't be the deal. Can't be the can't discount. be the deal at Definitely. all. Um, if you guys had to wear one shoe for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh man, that's a tough question. I'm gonna go basic, and I'm gonna say um, Air Force Ones, all whites, G Face. Solid, solid. <laughs> got to. Every day. They go with everything. Mm-hmm. You know, they look nice with anything. Yeah. If I had to wear one shoe the rest of my life, 
I think I'd I'd have to go with the Air Flight Posit. That's uh like the most one of the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. It's a funky look, you know, the like foam posit material around the side. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it would look good with anything I wear, but it's a really comfortable basketball shoe. So I'd you want to be, be comfortable out here. Thanks, yep. respect. Solid. Respect. All right. So then let's say this. Y'all are going downtown in Blacksburg or going out somewhere. Mm. What shoes are you putting on? What's your go-to party shoe? Ooh, the party shoe? I'd say uh, the snakeskin dunks that I have. The, okay. Yeah. Okay. They've got snake. They're white on the uh, like underneath kind of thing, like on the side and on the toe box. And then mm-hmm. it's got like snakeskin, uh, you know stuff on the tip of the shoe okay. and they're cool high nice. to have yeah, yeah, yeah i would say that um to answer you guys last question my my go-to shoe where i'm going out is they're called the winter black um 12s they're just basically all black jordans and i know i don't really care too much about them i know when i'm going to a party or going downtown that the floors are definitely going to be like soaking wet and gonna be dirty and all that so i just do not put on any of my good shoes they're all black winter 12s Respect, respect. Y'all, I, I, I like how y'all say loyal to his shoe. Nate's a big dunks guy. Yeah. And TJ's loyal to the Jordans. Yeah. That's, it's funny because, like, y'all have all the shoes at your disposal, but you stick to, like, stick to what we know. Yeah. That's cool. I'm trying to get out cool. of that, though. I'm not going to lie. I'm trying to, like, you know, diversify my collection and get more, like, you know, dunks and all that. But dunks nowadays, like, Nate's been fortunate enough to have been, like, collecting, but dunks nowadays, they're really hype. So, yeah. They're going for I mean literally they could just be a white and blue shoe or orange and blue, just something basic and they're going for three, four hundred, five hundred dollars just because of the hype. So Yeah. And the boxes are worth like six hundred, four hundred dollars. Like that's the difference between pairs that they're selling without the box and with the box. Yeah, like it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. Okay. So this is like the fun part. I guess the whole interview's been fun, but this is like, oh, you yeah. know, if you listen to our shows before with our guests. We do speed round questions, mm-hmm. so I hope y'all are, are ready for these, all right? Yep, here. So we'll start off with uh, Nate on this one. What's your favorite movie of all time? Favorite. Sorry, I didn't hear you. Movie. Movie? My sorry. Favorite, yep. Uh, I would have to say probably like Requiem for a Dream. It's a pretty Okay, pretty haven't good seen film. that one, but I'll it's put a dark it on one, my list. But yeah, <laughs> good movie. I've never <laughs> heard of that either, but I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All right, how about you, TJ? Favorite movie, Creed. Creed? Okay. Creed. You know, I feel bad. I tried to watch Creed, and I fell asleep. I think it's because I watched, started watching it too what? late. But everyone says I need to, you know, watch it. So you need to, you need to put, put on it on around, too. like, 4 or 5 o'clock so you cannot fall, fall asleep, dude. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's for, for me, I think it's, like, one of the best inspirational movies ever. It's not. I'll take your word for yeah, it. Yeah, you should watch it. It's really good. Nice. All right. Uh, now we'll just go with this one. Who's your favorite music artist right now? Oh, favorite artist. Oh. Is this for me or is this Nate? Whoever wants to go first, whoever's. Ready. I got two. Speed I got around. two. Um, Lil Baby and right. Lil Baby and Pusha T. Okay. Okay. Um, I think I'd have to say uh, Diego Money and Black Cray are my two okay. like favorite artists right now. I haven't heard of those fellas, but I'll definitely, you know, check them out. <laughs> yeah, man. Black Cray, he's from Richmond. Great oh, shit, man. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Supporting the hometown. You can't beat that. 
Okay, and then if y'all listened to the show before, you guys know Neil and I are big on our Taco Bell and Chipotle. Um, <laughs> we can't agree on which one's better. Which one do y'all think is better, Taco Bell or Chipotle? Chipotle, by, Chipotle by far, man. That's situational. <laughs> by far. But, but it, <laughs> might down, be, it might be Chipotle. situational, though. Like like yeah. Nate said, you know, maybe like a, it might be like a drunk night. You're out, you know, you're trying to... You're just wandering around. Taco Bell's the move, but you know, if I'm trying to get like a nice yeah. nourishing meal, I'm going to Chipotle. Easy. If, yeah, if the sun isn't out, we might go to Taco Bell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. Is there uh, any Netflix shows you guys are watching right now? Yeah, um, I'm watching. I'm actually watching a couple. I'm not even really a big TV guy, but my girlfriend's got me watching okay. TV a lot. I'm watching um, Ozark. I watched mm. Money Heist, but I'm like kind of waiting yes, on the sir. next season. Yeah, that's been real good. Um, I watch, I'm watching Power right now too. Did you just start? No, I'm about. I'm almost finished actually. What a show! I'm, I'm finished show. with Ozark, finished with Money Heist, and I'm like coming towards the last season of Power. But Power has a new like show coming out called Power Book Two or something yeah. like that. So I'm about to start watching that when I finish Power, but. I'm just I don't want to pay for that star subscription, so I'm waiting for uh Power Book Two to come out on Hulu yeah, for the love. Yeah, yeah, that's a smart move, bro. <laughs> smart move. Okay, how about you, Nate? Uh I'm not watching too much TV nowadays. Um, but my go to Netflix shows are Bojack Horseman and Breaking Bad. Oh, Breaking Bad is okay. so good. Yeah. Respect, respect. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Ooh. Anywhere in the world. I haven't traveled much, but <laughs> if I had to choose, if I want to live anywhere, I'll probably go to Cali. I, I've traveled there, and I really liked it there when I went, so I would probably say Cali. Nice, nice. I'd probably say, like, an island out in uh, the Florida Keys. Nice. Okay, nice yeah. <laughs> nice, nice and secluded. Yeah. <laughs> Always sunny. All right. Would you rather spend a year in a submarine or a year in space? A year in space. Yeah, space. <laughs> Easy. Why? I'm not a big swimmer. I don't love to swim, so <laughs> I'm not gonna last. Yeah, I'd I'd rather not be crushed by water. Yeah, but like you know, sucked into the vacuum of space. <laughs> That's hilarious. I guess yeah, it's kind of a lose lose either way if it goes wrong, but less painful, I guess, in space. Okay, and then where do you guys see Soul Division in five years? Mm. Mm, that's a great question. Five years from now, personally, so I'll tell you, our, our initial plan has kind of changed. Initially, we kind of wanted a storefront in Blacksburg. That still may be mm-hmm. potentially something that we're thinking about in the like the future future. Now, I think that Nate may have a different response to this, but I personally see us in Blacksburg, us having a, a, a legitimate business and everybody around us kind of knowing who we are we've developed a mm-hmm. platform to where everybody kind of looks to us we're like the go-to for sneakers blacksburg that's kind of our goal so i would think just mm-hmm. saying in five years from now having virginia tech not necessarily the school in particular but having like a, a legitimate presence at virginia tech to where the point where everybody knows who we are and we're kind of like developed that connection to the point where Soul Division is your go-to Blacksburg source of sneakers. That's kind of how I see nice. it. Cool. Yeah, I see it the same. And, uh, yeah, we, we originally wanted to, like, we were thinking about getting a storefront, but that uh, vision has kind of changed, especially in recent times. It just makes more yeah, sense sure. to keep online right now. So Yeah, I feel that. 
Well, you know, if y'all ever have some size 14s, it's always hard for me to find shoes in my size. <laughs> All right, man. If it's storefront or online, let me know. And you got a customer. Size 14, got it. Yes, sir. Size 14. Yes, sir. And then do y'all have any shout-outs you want to give? Shout-out to you guys for first. Yeah. Off. I appreciate you guys yeah, having us on this podcast. I think this is pretty cool and a very interesting experience allow us to, you know, just put our business out there and talk about us. And I think that I really appreciate you guys allowing us on this show for real. This is really nice. Yeah, it's been a thanks great a interview. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely learned some stuff. You know, I'm not really the shoe guy in the family. My brother mm-hmm. is. Like, I wear, van- I wear vans. I don't really have any Jordans or anything. So. Right. I definitely took some notes today. I think Neil learned some stuff too. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, and you know, thank you guys for your time. Uh, go check out Soul Division on Instagram, and they have a website as well. And uh, thank you guys for listening, and take care. Thank you, guys.